Welcome to Water to Wine Podcast, a podcast for the everyday person who is waking up, making the decision to not give up. Every time that you listen, we hope that you find the tools to overcome your obstacles and keep having faith that God is working things out for you. Tune in to hear how I overcame the darkest year of my life and how other women are overcoming and reaching success. I'm your host, Kiara Roper. Now let's dive in. Welcome, my Water to Wine family. I am so excited for today's episode. Like, this topic literally changed my life. So, today's topic is chemotherapy. So, I would like to talk to you about my experience with chemo and just all the details on how I handled going through chemotherapy. And so the reason that this is so special to me, because I really believe like that is the most life changing part of all of this. Aside from your diagnosis, like chemo is just a whole separate beast. And so there is like nothing in this lifetime so far that I could compare going through chemo with um it was just so much. Um, I would say, because of my mom, I honestly think it was way worse than pregnancy. Um, so, yeah, like, I had a good pregnancy, but, like, the whole child birthing labor, yeah, I'll take that over chemo for sure. So, let's get into it. So, for starters, I want to talk about just how they prepare you for chemotherapy. So, not everyone who has breast cancer has to go through chemotherapy. So, as I will keep saying throughout this um, season is everybody's cancer treatment looks different. You cannot tell someone, oh, you should not get chemotherapy because... I know someone who blah, 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 blah. Honey, you do not know someone's medical diagnosis to a T to be trying to tell them what they should and should not do. The best you could do is offer some advice. And I think it is okay to share like different alternatives. I'm not against it. I'm just saying it's very important to know what type of cancer someone has because that determines a lot about the treatment so get the point i hope you do so back to what i'm saying is my type of cancer um needed chemotherapy so um with that being said before you go through any chemotherapy they have you meet with a i think it's a pharmacist honestly so that meeting they go over all of your drugs and i mean all of them so it's like a hour-long meeting it's just you and a pharmacist and y'all are just going through tons of information about every single drug that they would prescribe you so i'm not gonna go into like every single one but i do want to like talk about um, the main ones and kind of what I was told in these meetings. Okay, so I was on, I think, four chemotherapies. Two were target therapies and two were 
I think you classify them as like systematic drugs, meaning they were designed to just um, work throughout the whole body versus just targeting where my tumor was. So two drugs targeted my tumor. The other drugs are, you know, cleaning out any other cells. So, um, or I think it's like your, the ones that divide fast or something. Um, So yeah, that was kind of like my basic treatment plan. And so I'm just going to like list you through all of these crazy side effects that they tell you in this meeting. But I won't do them by drug because that will take too long. And I mean, it's just no point in doing it that way. So listen up. You had um, unusual bleeding or bruising, black stool, black urine, diarrhea, nausea, vomiting, abdominal pain, lip or mouth sores, extreme fatigue, muscle cramps or twitching, change in hearing, dizziness, confusion, or visual changes, Um, numbness, tingling, decreased sensation in fingers and toes. Um, Let's see. Hold on. Um, bone pain. Nausea. I said that one. Vomiting. Diarrhea. Um, oh, swelling of ankles. Weight gain. Swelling of stomach. Shortness of breath. Headaches. Flu-like symptoms. Infection. Cough. Uh, cold symptoms, insomnia, rash, dizziness, swelling, redness or swelling, pain on swallowing, coughing up mucus, painful urination, pain that is unrelieved by prescribed medications, um... I don't know if I said itching, dry skin, allergic reaction, or hypersensitivity, muscle aches, anemia, weakness, decreased appetite, fever, abnormal taste, upper respiratory tract infection, watery eyes, difficulty sleeping, hair loss, neuropathy, that's numbness and tingling of hands and feet. Um, low white blood cell count. And I think those were the main ones. I'm like looking at the paper, if you can hear my paper. Um, because a lot of the symptoms were kind of the same over all of the drugs. So I didn't want to keep saying the same thing. Mm, So yeah, and also, um, of course, they like kind of told me how some of one of the drugs can affect your heart. I don't know if it's like inflammation. I can't quite remember. I definitely know it's on one of these papers if I look hard enough. But because of that, I also had to get um echoes every 6 weeks and that's where they would take scans of your heart to make sure that the drugs are not affecting your heart so that you guys scared the crap out of me the whole time 
So um, they also tell you to drink a lot of water to avoid like being out because the sudden like wipeout of your immune system is a big thing. Um, so they want you, you know, to avoid crowds, people with colds, and you have to like report any fevers or infections because that is like a big deal. Alongside my chemotherapy drugs, the next day, so if you end chemotherapy at five p- at three p.m. that afternoon, you have to be back in the office to receive a shot, which basically they give you a separate shot in your arm and that stimulates your bones to make cells that will help increase your immune system so you have your chemo day then the next day you have your so you will have your um regular chemo day the day after you take your shot it's called nulesta so you take your nulesta shot and then boom recovery starts so they warn you that like two to three days after your chemo you'll hit what they call a nadar phase and that's that phase of like your immune system i call it basically crashing and so during that phase it's essentially where you have your low blood counts and that you guys is the hard part or nadir i've heard it both ways but i'll call it nadir i don't know but it's n-a-d-i-r if you want to look it up and so it's basically the point in time between chemotherapy cycles where you experience your low blood counts and so it happens a couple days after chemo but you guys it lasts it could last seven days between four to seven days you could be experiencing this particular phase And then you have 21 days total to recover from all of it. So the onset is four days. The actual phase itself is about a week. And so you get like another week of kind of feeling like yourself. And by then, guys, guess what? You're back at chemo. So it is definitely a process. Now, this is everything that they tell you. In this meeting, they give you a ton of papers, everything with different drugs, just like kind of all your information like you would normally get from any typical doctor visit when they give you like take home information. But y'all, I have like literally, if you could see my little folder, it's just a ton of papers. It's my whole treatment schedule. It's everything. And so just mentally seeing in that meeting I was like, WTF, you know, like, not only is this bad, but now you want to give me all this information on everything that's going to go like crazy with my body during this process. So it was a lot to take in that appointment. I just remember being like, not overwhelmed, but just like worried. So and I'm bringing that up because one of the things that I knew like I was doing chemo. So one of the things that was important for me was to not experience these things. By not, I mean, like, I just did not want 
these problems. So some of the side effects they can tell you are not reversible and some of them are reversible. So or some of them stop once you have finished chemotherapy, but some of them they can't say if they will stop or not and another thing most women experience is you lose your period so I don't know if it's like medically induced menopause or it just comes with the whole drugs but that's another thing too that they kind of talk to you about and like if you want to do something for fertility etc so you can imagine like as a woman these are not things that you want to be making decisions about like it's very stressful honestly that's the only way I can put it it's just very very stressful so I say that to say I would often sit down with God and just that is probably one of my most frequent prayers was that I would not experience the things on this paper that you know yes I'm going through this but I just truly believed in God's power to not only heal me but let me not have to endure a lot of those things let nothing be permanent that happens to me and so that was like a one thing that I really, really prayed for is that, you know, I'm going through this. So I don't want to have these issues. And so, yeah, so that was the big appointment leading up to this. Um, so how did I handle it? So my first appointment, you go in and a lot of your chemotherapy is given through an infusion. The way to explain it is imagine getting an IV. If you've ever had an IV or any kind of fluids, that's kind of what it's like. The difference is, it's not saline or whatever they're giving you. It is your chemo drugs. And so each one has a time frame on how they give it to you. Y'all, they also give you Benadryl when you get there so that you have no allergic reactions to the chemotherapy. And I hated the Benadryl, y'all. I'm not a fan of feeling like drunk and stuff. So my first day was terrible because the Benadryl was too strong for me. And I felt horrible. I felt like I was about to have a heart attack. And I don't know if it was the anxiety from just it hits you like it's not the same as taking the tablet at home or whatever you take when they put this thing through your port all the drugs hit faster all of them is like going straight where it need to go so it hits you at once and for me it was terrible they say some people like it because then they go to sleep but the onset is horrible so once they kind of you know tweak that i think i was good but Going there was fine. You get in the room by yourself. Um, it has a TV. You kind of just chill out. No one's in there with you. So you don't have to worry about, you know, getting your treatment in a room full of people. It's not really like that. And I was glad because some people do experience their treatment in a room full of people. I'm happy that I didn't do that. I like the way mine was. So they hook you up and you just receive your drugs. And y'all, it was all day. 
I mean, all day. I would get there at eight o'clock and I would not leave till three. It was just like a job. Um, and you're just receiving all of your drugs. And a lot of times I would fall asleep. Sometimes I would just like do stuff on my computer, but mostly I would go to sleep. So that was like getting the actual treatment. That kind of was the start to my chemo. And what I probably will do to save it from being so long is break this episode up into two parts. So I think we covered a lot for the start of it. And so I would like you to tune in to the next episode so I can go into exactly how I handled my nadir phase or nadar phase of experiencing like those low blood counts what it was like being home with the baby what it was like just after the fact because it's not getting the treatment that day that is hard it's you know just the what it does to your body after the fact so i would love to get into that so please tune in to part two of this um episode i want to leave you with one of my favorite scriptures that i just held close to me throughout this whole thing and that is to be strong and courageous do not be afraid or discouraged for the lord your god is with you wherever you go um i recited that daily it definitely kind of kept me through the storm so i wanted to share that at the end of these episodes so And I will see you in part two. Bye.